Brother Waldrop, we love you, and uh, we are so glad you and your wife are here. And we want you to come, take your liberty once again, preach to me today. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor Rick, and praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Anybody in love with Jesus this morning? Amen. Let's tell him again how much we appreciate him. Let's love the Lord together in this house. Blessed be the name of our God. We praise you and thank you for your goodness. God, we recognize your touch in this place today. We recognize your desire that's been expressed to all of our hearts. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We praise you for it, God. We praise you for it, God. Amen. We're reading this morning from 1 Chronicles 29. I do want to say we certainly appreciate this opportunity and give honor to your good man of God and his precious wife. Amen. We love and appreciate them very, very much. And uh, they are so um, hospitable. I like being around people that are easy to be around. Amen. I said, I like being around people that are easy to be around. Folks that you can be yourself around. And uh, folks that will be themselves around you. I like being around real people. Amen. I appreciate what he had to say about uh, the engrafted word. Receiving with meekness the engrafted word. Making the word of God a part of you. Amen. As he's talking about these things, my mind went to the uh, to several occasions in the time of the judges where it seemed like the people of God were riding a spiritual roller coaster. They'd do good for a while, then the bottom would fall out. And then God would send them uh, a judge. God would send someone to defend his will and his desire. And they would turn and repent and God would hearken and God would work on their behalf and they would be raised up out of that bondage and out from under the heavy hand of their oppressor. Amen. But, but these things did not just happen because somebody said the right thing at the right time, but the people of God heard what was said and did right with what God was wanting to do. And that's what brought the change. Amen. The people of God cried out for help and God sent them the help they needed. Amen. And their actions changed. Amen. Amen. If this is going to be a better church, that means I'm going to have to be better. If this is going to be a praying church, that means I'm going to have to pray. Amen. I'm, I've not, not come to, to, uh, to be heavy-handed today. The words of a song are rolling over in my spirit. Uh, what kind of church would my church be if every member was just like me? Amen. You know what? You can't do anything about anybody else, but you can do something about yourself. Amen. You know what? Let's just make up our minds today. I'm going to be the best me I can be. I said, I'm going to be the best me I can be. Amen. Whatever my best is, I want to give it to the Lord. Amen. Beginning in verse number 1, 1 Chronicles, the 29th chapter. 
Furthermore, David the king said unto all the congregation, Solomon, my son, whom God alone hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great. For the palace is not for man, but for the Lord God. Amen. What we're doing is not for ourselves. We're doing it for God. Now he said, I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God. Gold for the things to be made of gold, and the silver for things of silver, and brass for things of brass, the iron for things of iron, and wood for things of wood, onyx stones, stones to be set, glistering stones, and of divers colors, and all manner of precious stones, and marble stones in abundance. Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have of mine own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God, over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, even 3,000 talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses withal. Gold for things of gold, silver for things of silver, for all manner of work to be made by the hands of the artificers. Notice this last statement in the form of a question. And who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord? Who then is willing to consecrate his service this day unto the Lord. Amen. I want to be willing to consecrate. When it's time to give, I want to be willing. Amen. Somebody say willing. I want to be willing, amen, to give, to do whatever God deems necessary, whatever God requires. He knows what's best. God never asks for too much. Amen. I want to preach to us about consecration today. Amen. I want to be willing to consecrate. Amen. Willing to consecrate. Would you lift up your voice again today? Thank you for your goodness. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost wanting to talk again in this place today. In the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Thank you for putting your word in my mouth. Thank you for opening, God, a great door and effectual. Lord, for a visitation of your spirit again in this place. We give you the praise for it. Amen, amen. Please be seated. Lord bless you. We want to take a few moments here and uh, first of all give thanks to the Lord for uh, the grace that He has bestowed upon me as an evangelist for this church during this season and express publicly my gratefulness and gratitude to God for um, 
the utterance that he has given to me of his will and the liberty that he has given me to preach. No, it's not just what God wants. God always wants that. But uh, there are several things that uh, play into these things that I've mentioned. There are several factors. And uh, your pastor deserves a lot of the credit for the things that I have just said. Amen. And so do you as the people of God. Amen. That are hungry for the word of the Lord. Hungry for a real move of God. Amen. Liberty in the pulpit doesn't just happen. Amen. The flowing of God's word with liberty is not just a common occurrence. Amen. Amen. But I I want uh, to say again how much I appreciate the goodness of the Lord. Amen. And, And we understand today that these things are on purpose. God is doing what He's doing because He has a work in mind. God is not a God of coincidence. He's a God of divine providence. He has a purpose. He has a will. God always has a reason for what He does. Amen. And so I'm not just enjoying it today, but I'm reaching for the reason behind it. Amen. Amen. I I don't want you to be defensive today. I I know this word up, amen, uh, on the wall today is rather intimidating. Amen. We sing songs about consecration, and and, uh, I, I can't think of any songs about consecration that are upbeat and have a fast tempo. Amen. Consecration is a sobering thing. Amen. Consecration is not something that you think about oftentimes and it brings a smile to your face. Amen. But I do believe it brings a smile, if you will, to God's face. Amen. When we not just, uh, amen, have an understanding of consecration, but a revelation uh, of consecration. And I, I really believe today that God wants to take this church to another level. As a matter of fact, I'm convinced about it. I believe God has told me about it. Amen. I, I believe it just as sure as I'm standing uh, in this pulpit today that God has great things in mind for the Truth Church in Olathe, Kansas. He's got great things in mind for every one of you individually. He's got great things in mind for every family unit got great things in mind for this church family. I believe that. Amen. He's got people in mind that he's ready to add uh, to the church daily such as should uh, be saved. There's people in this audience today. Amen. He wants to do something special for you in this uh, service. Amen. It is God's desire for you to leave different uh, than how you came. And it's going to happen today with the help of God and by the power of God uh, if we will be mindful of God and be obedient uh, to His holy calling. Hallelujah. I feel something glorious. Uh, Amen. Trying to sweep into this sanctuary today. I'm hungry for it. How about you? Amen. There's one thing on my mind today. I want to be the best I can be for God. Amen. I want to hear him say, well done, uh, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. God is not a God of just empty words, but 
He's going to say those to whom uh, uh, those that have uh, uh, have met the qualifications. He doesn't say well done to those that have not done well. Amen, amen. So consecration is not a negative subject. Consecration is not something we need to be uh, intimidated by. Amen. But I do believe we need to be challenged by the words of King David when he asked the question to the Word of God declares all the congregation. And this was not just a select few, not just a hand-picked group of people, but David the king, as we read in our text, spoke to all the congregation. Everybody was involved in this declaration. David manifested, not just with his words, but also with his actions. There's nothing more important to me than the work of God. He said, I have prepared with all my might. Amen. He said, I've given it everything I've got, I've done all I can do as king to help the future be better than the present. Amen. I think we need, there needs to be a Holy Ghost motivation that we embrace today. I'm telling you the things that I'm preaching about are here. They are resident in the Holy Ghost. They are present in this place today. If you leave without them, it's not because God did not offer these things to you, but rather because you did not reach out and get a hold of them. Amen. There needs to be a passion that we embrace today. Amen. My tomorrow is going to be better than not just my yesterday, but better than my today. Because I'm doing the best I can today. I'm being everything I can be today for God. That's how David could declare, I have prepared with all my might. He said, I have invested in the future of God's kingdom in my generation. How could, how could he say that? Because he said, every day that I got up, I purposed in my heart, I'm doing all I can today for God. Not just to feather my nest, not just to live a more comfortable life, but he said, I have with all my might prepared for the house of God. It was my desire. It was my passion. It was my intention to build a house. And God in his wisdom said it wasn't for me, but for my seed to do and to work, to accomplish and to experience. And although God would not allow me to oversee the construction, he did allow me to participate in the preparation. Hallelujah. David could have gotten crossways with God. David could have gotten upset at God and said, Amen, I have a righteous desire. The things that I'm wanting to do are good things. And God, I don't understand why you're not allowing me to do good things for you. 
But David said, God, you know what's best. I'm not going to question your wisdom. I'm not going to question your will. If you won't let me build it, thank you that you'll let me prepare. Amen. And help whoever you choose to get it. Praise the Lord. Do you feel the Holy Ghost here right now? Amen. And so David said, I have prepared with all my might. I've set back and prepared and piled up. We have a storehouse. We have, amen, a stockpile of precious stones. We have gold set aside and silver and brass and iron and wood. And then he makes this statement. He said, because it's so important to me personally, I have of my own personal uh, investment made. The things he said I prepared were he was speaking as what I've done as a king, my leadership and the kingdom and the government and all the things that I have done, the, the programs I've put in place and the, uh, the taxes that we've collected and the, the agreements that we've made and the presents that were sent from other kings. And I've stockpiled resources for a brighter future. But he said it wasn't just what I did. He meant as I was sitting on the throne, he said, there's something I did personally. He said, I have made a personal contribution. I've, set a, I've made a personal sacrifice. And then he itemizes. Amen. And it could be rather astounding when you put pen and paper and you get your calculator out and you start uh, reading about all the thousands of talents of gold uh, that David consecrated and set aside and invested personally. This personal consecration uh, and contribution uh, to the kingdom uh, of God. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah. David said uh, I've done all of these things. Amen. This is not a braggadocious statement. This is not a prideful exclamation by King David. Amen. This is just stating of facts. I've done all I can do as king to help it happen. And it means so much to me. I've made a great personal contribution to the process and to the purpose. David said, I have a right to ask this question because I have given and I have sacrificed and I have purposed. Who then is willing to consecrate his service this day to the Lord? Hallelujah. Oh, I want to say this right. Amen. It's one thing to recognize the hand of God. It's another thing to facilitate it. It's one thing to recognize God's presence. It's another thing to attract God's presence. 
Amen, amen. I, I know the dynamics and the history. I know that most of us know a lot about uh, uh, the man Jacob and the ladder and the promise and the covenant. Uh, I get all of that, amen, but there's a difference between laying your head down on a rock and a ladder coming down and waking up from that vision and saying, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I recognize the Lord is in this house. I recognize there's something special about this location. That's all fine and well, and that was art of all a part of God's purpose uh, and plan and will for his life. Uh, but there's a difference uh, in going to sleep and having a vision and then waking up and recognizing uh, something special just happened. There's a difference in that. And then several chapters later, amen, a couple of decades of living later when he sins over all that he has and he's left alone, amen, and he wrestles with a man all night. It's one thing to fall asleep and have a dream, but it's another thing for your actions, amen, to bring heaven down. It's one thing for heaven to come down and disrupt your rest, but it's something altogether different when what you do and the life that you live and the desire that you manifest, the line that you draw, the intentions that you declare bring heaven down to you. Amen, amen. We need to ask ourselves this question today, this morning. Is heaven... Uh, Interrupting me, or am I interrupting heaven? Uh huh. Amen. Uh, it's a very important question. Maybe interruption is not the right word, but I think you get the gist of what I'm talking about. Is 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 heaven the one taking the initiative in divine visitation, or is it you? and your lifestyle and your passion that are facilitating divine interruptions and manifestations. Hallelujah, there's a difference in a dream and a vision and a personal visitation. Amen, I'm telling you, I want something personal in the Holy Ghost today. Amen, I want to do more than recognize the presence of the Lord. I want to bring it down. I want to do more than just wake up on a Sunday morning and say, man, there's something different about this service. There's something special here. Hey, man, I don't want to be surprised by it. I want to come to church expecting it because I felt it coming. I've already spent time talking to God about it. He gave me a sneak preview, and I'm not surprised or shocked by a visitation from on high. I'm telling you, consecration uh, may not be a popular word, uh, but it is a powerful concept uh, when it's more than just a word in your dictionary. I'm going to say it again. God wants to give more than an understanding of consecration, more than a definition of consecration. He wants to, amen, offer to you a revelation of consecration. Oftentimes, uh, revelation only comes through experience. You, 
don't really understand and it's not revealed to you until you see it for yourself. Until you live it. Amen. Biblical definition of this word that is translated into our English word consecrate simply means to make or declare to be sacred. It speaks and deals with certain ceremonial rites and sacred uses. Speaks of being set apart or dedicated or devoted to the service or the worship of God. Something has been consecrated. Amen. This sanctuary has been consecrated for a holy purpose. This building has been dedicated for the work of God. Amen. We understand these concepts today. Consecration is more than just a concept, an idea. Amen. I believe it can be a lifestyle. It can be a purpose, a focus, and a passion. Amen. It's almost exclusively uh, relegated in the Word of God, uh, honestly, to the priesthood. Hardly ever do we read about being consecrated or something being consecrated if it's not the temple or the priesthood. I read in Exodus 29 and 9, Thou shalt gird them with girdles, Aaron and his sons. Uh, put the bonnets on them. The priest's office shall be theirs for a perpetual statute. And thou shalt consecrate Aaron uh, and uh, his sons. Uh, Exodus 28, their special garments uh, that were made for Aaron uh, and his sons as they would be consecrated uh, to God uh, in them. Amen. This is not just any, anybody. Not just anyone. I understand. Uh, maybe you would uh, uh, say, well, it doesn't apply to me. Uh, but, but this is not the Old Testament. This is the New Testament. Amen. That was the shadow. And this is the substance. Amen. But ye are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation, a peculiar people. Who's that to? That's to those that have repented of their sins, been baptized in Jesus' name, been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. He says, I'll tell you who I'm talking to, which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God. Those that had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Somebody lift up your hands and thank God for what you've received from him today. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 While reading Judges chapter 6, Israel is about to, amen, to engage in the possession of promise. They're going to overthrow the city of Jericho. And Joshua declares the silver, the gold, the brass, and the iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They're going to go into the treasury of the Lord. 
Amen. All the riches that we procure from this victory, we're not going to take them to ourselves, but we're going to give everything that we get to God. We know how that Achan kept aside some gold and some garments and other possessions and he hid them in his tent and judgment came upon Achan and his family because he took to himself that which was set apart for God. I want you to know I'm preaching not just to get into your head today, but for the Word of God. Thank you, Pastor Riggin, the engrafted Word of truth. I want this to become a part of your very existence, part of your very being. Amen. I've got a burden on me. I feel the Word of God in my mouth. God is declaring to the true church, I know the plans I have for you. I know what I see you being in my will. And this is part of the process. You can't get from here to there without consecration. Ah, you can't have the revival God wants you to have. Amen. But with maintaining and just occupying and just going through the motions, something's going to have to increase. Something's going to have to expand. Amen. If you're going to have more people, you got to lengthen the court. Amen. You got to build a bigger house. Hallelujah. I know, amen, we have, in the physical, we have room for a great revival in this sanctuary. Amen. But you know what I'm talking about. If we always do what we've always done, somebody said we'll always get what we've always got. Don't be depressed. Don't be aggravated. Don't wring your hands. Don't say, we men, when will God ever be satisfied? Just say, if it takes more prayer, then to God be the glory, I'll pray more. If it takes more fasting, then with God's help, I'll fast more. If it takes more evangelism, then I'll evangelize more. If it takes more burden, then I'll get a heavier burden. I just want to know, is there anybody in the true church that will receive the word of God and says that the Lord says, I want more. I'm willing to give God what he's wanting. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's a difference in coming to the house of God and people are praying. Amen. And walk to a sanctuary where there's a spirit of prayer. Come on, what do you say? We go beyond prayer to a spirit of prayer. Go beyond obedience to a spirit of obedience where the atmosphere is conducive. It just happens. It's unexplainable. People walk in that don't know nothing about it and they have a desire to do things right. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. 
I'm telling you, this is where the truth church is on this Sunday morning. This is where we are in God's plan. Amen. God's not upset at you. He's not aggravated. He just says there's more you can give. There's more you can do. There's more I as God want to give. There's more I as God want to do. There's more I as God want to perform. But you got to give me something to work with. You got to make room for me to work. God can't answer unprayed prayers. I said, God has to have a prayer that's prayed before he can answer that prayer. I'm reaching for an attitude. I'm preaching today for, again, third time I'm saying this, more than understanding what consecration is, but having consecration revealed to me personally. Uh, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Would you lift up your hands and open your hearts? Would you receive the word of the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Please hear more than just my voice. Come on, please. More than just the words of this preacher. More than the vocabulary of this evangelist. In Jesus' name. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's a revelation of consecration that God wants to impart. Amen to you, good people of God. Hallelujah. Who is willing to consecrate? It's more than just giving a big offering. Hey, Amen, amen. There's nothing wrong with giving good offerings. But I'm reminded of some words in the book of Acts. There's a man that thought he could write a check big enough to buy the anointing and buy an apostolic ministry. Amen, and he got reprimanded with these words, your money perish with you. It's not about how much you give financially. It's about how submitted you are spiritually. Hallelujah. And it's not either or. It can be both and. You can be spiritually submitted and also be a financial blessing. Amen to the work of God. As a matter of fact, that ought to be everybody's desire in the kingdom. Amen. I want to be the best I can be. I'm giving all I can give. Amen. And I'm not begrudging. I'm not depressed. I'm not worried. I'm just burdened because I want to give more. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm budgeted out. Amen. I'm maxed out on my giving. But I'm not giving as much as I want to give. I'm giving all I can. But I'm not giving all I want. Oh, hallelujah. 
This is not about dollar signs. This is not about possessions. This is not about competing one with another on who's the biggest contributor in the church. Amen. If that's your attitude today, amen, in Jesus' name, I adjure thee, your money perish with you. Amen. That attitude uh, is the stench in the nostrils uh, of Almighty God. Uh, that's not a sweet-smelling savor uh, before the throne. Amen. That's not sacrifice. The remedy for sin in the camp is a call to consecration. He said in Second Chronicles, Chapter 7, if I shut up heaven that there be no rain, if I command the locusts to devour the land, if I send pestilence among my people, there's a reason for it. There's a reason for judgment. There's a reason, amen, for these things. But he said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn, if they'll consecrate. That's really what God is saying to Solomon. Amen, Solomon, the problem is it's not because I'm mean. It's not because I'm harsh. It's not because I require too much. It's not because I'm too demanding as God. It's because somewhere or another you laid aside your consecration. Amen, that's why you picked up other gods. It's because you laid down consecration. You laid down your devotion. You laid down your faithfulness. You laid down your commitment to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm not preaching for your amens, but I am preaching for your agreement today. Amen. It's critically important for the plan of God to unfold in Olathe, Kansas, for the truth church to be receptive to a word from God about greater consecration. We don't need less. We need more. We need more. We need more today. It's not complicated, and I don't have all the answers. I'm not a know-it-all. Amen. But the consistency of God's Word declares as long as consecration was right, God always was able to do what He wanted to do, and there was no lack of the miraculous. They never wanted for the miraculous when consecration was what it needed to be. You say, well, Brother Walter, we just need more faith. Well, I'm convinced today. Yea, can I say it? I'm convicted today. I'm convinced that if I have a greater consecration, I'll have stronger faith. I said, I'm convinced today. If my consecration is what it needs to be, I won't have to worry about my faith. Because when it comes time to exercise faith, I've got a reservoir. <laughs> Amen. I've got a stockpile. Oh. Amen. I said, I've, I've got a supply. I've got, a, I've got something ready to tap into because I've spent hours in his presence. Amen. I've spent time in the Holy Ghost exercising my faith in prayer. 
It's not just how I act on a Sunday night when the tempo's fast. Amen. The volume's loud. Amen. It's those Monday morning prayer meetings. It's those Saturday night times in prayer. It's those Thursday afternoons. Amen. It's those fast day lunch periods. Amen. Where I walk off the job site and I go to the car. Amen. I get alone with God and I spend time in His presence and I let the Holy Ghost influence my imagination and I get a revelation that He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that I ask or think according to the power and the power's been working in me because of my constant the power's working in me every day because I have a prayer life I'm not afraid to consecrate I'm not promoting Joey Walter today I'm promoting consecration David wasn't bragging on himself he just said I'm willing to do whatever's necessary and I've gone above and beyond what was expected trying to hurry today but there's some things I need to say and you need to receive you only do more when you're asked to do more you need a greater consecration I'm going to say that again if you only do more when you're asked to you need a greater consecration because there's times that God asks wants more from you and he wants more from everybody I get it but he talks to you and says why don't you give some more time and give some more effort and energy and why don't you give some more space for me to work in your life and it's not a message that's preached it's not a petition that's presented before the church it's not a plea from the pastor it's just you heard the voice of the spirit and this is me and God Hallelujah. Oh, God. The 27th Psalm is turning me inside out this morning. The psalmist said, Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. I know we read a lot of things similar to this in the Psalms, but there's just a little bit different perspective behind this one. He's not demanding a response, but it's like the spirit of it is saying, I'm not afraid to ask God to hear me. It's not I'm demanding of God, but I'm expecting God to hear my voice. Because the next verse says, when thou said, seek in my face, my heart said, thy face, O Lord, will I seek. God, 
It's not pride. It's not arrogance. It's not self-promotion. But I have confidence in my prayer. I have confidence that you'll hear my voice because I've already heard yours. And what you asked me to do, I did it. When you said, seek my face, my heart said, thy face, O Lord, will I seek. It wasn't a high priest. It wasn't, amen, spiritual authority. It was a time with God. And I heard the voice of the Spirit say, will you spend some, God have mercy, will you spend some more time? Will you give me something more? When you said, seek my face, No coincidence today that a message on consecration includes seeking the face of God. If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. It's not, again, I'm not a know-it-all, but you can pray and not seek his face. But you can't seek his face and not pray. You seek his face in prayer. That's where that happens. You seek his face in worship and in response and the entertaining of his presence. Not, not just praying until you feel the touch of God, but when you feel the touch of God, you let the touch of God take your prayer to another level. That's where you begin to seek his face more of you, more like you. Hallelujah. I, I run the risk of being misunderstood with what I'm about to say. I understand that, but God, it's not in my notes. God brought it to my mind in prayer, and he just brought it to my mind again. I just feel like sharing a personal story. Again, I'm nothing. There was a season in my ministry several years ago where it was just, seemed like, Everything was just more convenient. And again, it's not always about convenience, but when you take advantage of convenience, there's nothing wrong with that. Just life and opportunity and ministry and schedule. And the season I was in just afforded. It seemed like there was just a time of greater consecration for me personally. And I was praying more and praying more effectively. And again, I'm nothing. I, I, I want all of you to, to have that testimony. That's what I'm preaching today. We, that's, what we're, that's what we're looking for. Not just for a convenient season, but not just taking time, but making time. And uh, there, there come a day that family obligation and schedule and plans and one of those days that started early and lasted late. We've all had those days, right? And uh, I didn't have my time with God that day. I'm not bragging about that. I'm just saying it happened. If, if that offends you, I'm sorry. It happened. But the next day, I didn't let that day hinder the next one. 
Next day I was back in that place. Back pursuing God and feeling after God and calling on His name. And it's just one of those moments. God just has a way of, 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 of getting your attention. And it wasn't criticism. It wasn't harshness. It, it, it wasn't cold at all. But in just, just starting to really get into that season of prayer, and I heard the Lord say, I missed you yesterday. It wasn't God throwing me on the bus. It was just God telling me, you know what, I've been enjoying this. I was looking forward to it. I want to have some more time with you, son. I'm nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. If God can get glory out of this, uh, to God be the glory. But I'm just telling you, uh, amen, consecration is on the mind of God. I'm telling you, God is longing for a long time with some brothers and sisters at the Truth Church. There's things that God wants to do. Amen. And He's not just looking for an excuse to do them. But God really does enjoy spending time with His people. God loves you. He loves you. He loves spending time with you. It's not because he feels obligated as God. Well, I'm God, so these are things I have to do. No, he's God, and because he's God, these are things that he wants to do. And he'll do them because it's who he is. Hallelujah, I want, I want something, amen, to, amen, break forth and burst forth in the heart of the true church today. Let's lift our hands. Let's feel after God right now. Let's stand and call upon his name together. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on, would you speak the name that's above every name? I worship your holy name. 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 I worship, oh, I feel, hallelujah, I feel the call of God in this place. I feel the tug of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Who is willing? Who is willing? Who is willing to consecrate? Who's willing to give more of yourself to God? Who is willing to pursue after God? Not just when you're asked to by the man of God. Not just because you feel obligated because of a message that an evangelist preaches on a Sunday morning. 
Ikayele moshikotori ala bohoshandai. Ekatala la 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 lolomo ikalema ishekoriandai. Hallelujah, the psalmist said deep's calling. Deep's calling. There's something deep calling on me. Lord bless you, my brothers. Lord bless you, my sisters. Hey, 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 God. God's seeing something today. I appreciate, amen, the physical effort you're putting forth. Let's bring our hearts with us. I'm believing, God, that those steps you make down the aisle to an altar, it's more than a physical work. It's a spiritual declaration. This is my way of saying I want this. I want what Brother Waldrop's preaching about God. I want to give myself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, David said, I've done all I can. I've prepared with all my might. He's saying, in many ways, we've got all the natural resources that we need. We've got all the material that we need. But now what we need is people to give themselves to the work. Who is willing to consecrate his service? Who is willing to give us time? Who is willing to give their effort? Who is willing to give their energy? Who is willing to lift their voice? Who is willing to open their heart? Who is willing to obey God? Oh, Lord, let there be a cry come from the soul of the true church. We're willing to consecrate. We're willing. We're willing to consecrate. We're willing. We're willing to come with full hands to the Lord and say, here we are. I'm withholding nothing for the sake of the kingdom of God. For the sake of God's house, for the will of God to be accomplished in the midst of his people, nothing's more important than consecration. Cares, riches, pleasures of life are not more important than consecration. Can you hear? Can you hear it today? Can you hear an invitation to a special place? Can you hear and feel that invitation to that Holy Ghost banquet? The Master's got something special prepared for you. Don't let anything keep you, amen, from attending that spiritual place, that Holy Ghost banquet. No relationship, no obligation, no responsibility means more. I'm willing. I'm willing.